Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I just had to. Um, the trouble is, I got my new setup sorted now. So I've got my nice sitting down desk with my nice shiny Bunnings countertop t- table that I've oiled and then put IKEA legs on. So it's quite a nice long, you know, it's almost like it's like 1.8 meter long table. So I can fit lots of stuff on it. Um, but I, I have to put the uh, my road desk up on the standing desk arrangement where all the mics are. So it's a bit of a, I have to stand up and do things to do that. But I've got one mic down on my level on my table, two mics up on my podcasting section. So bit of a faff. Bit it's a bit a faff. of a faff, but I think it, it's going to work like this because if it's just me, I've got the one mic on my desk. And then if I've got someone here, I can do a two two people and then i can always move this mic if i need to so yes it's all very technical and um interesting for people yeah listening. yeah <laughs> this, this uh this desk is fancy it's got like a control panel yeah um, you, you, yeah yeah it's, got, proper <laughs> it's one. got like this digital display it tells you exactly what height it's at and you can Fucking you can hell. preset it to various heights it's got it's got oh. four four preset buttons. Oh, like a fancy car with like set kind of uh, yeah, seat like, like your car radio. You know, you set your radio stations. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's good. And I'm I'm just trying to make myself comfy on this funky leany chair thing. That's also hipster chair, is it? Well, it's this. It's a standing. It's like a stool, but it has a base on it, and it kind of the the base. Um, you can it pivots on the base the length the like the height of the stool so it's a standing height stool but it, it kind of pivots on its base so you can kind of lean back on it okay so it takes a bit of getting used to that i'm kind of shuffling about a bit so i hope that's not um, causing a disturbance on the mic no, that's all right I, I reckon smithers move the mic about another inch away from you okay all right how's that bit bit more a little bit more, okay. Try that. How how does that sound? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I just it, it seemed to be distorting a bit, like it was breaking up because you were too close. Maybe it's not quite. Oh, okay. There might be. I think it's just an optimum distance for that sort of mic, maybe because it's um. Mm, okay, it's, I'm 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 further away from it than I thought I should be, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you are a bit echoey, but the it's not distorting as much as it was. Okay. I can hear, but okay. that that seems about right. I think so. Um, it's hard to know because often when you monitor it through this end, it's not quite exactly what's being inputted into the thing. Like it, it does sound better once I actually listen back to it. So, okay. um, but I'm sure it's fine. It's all good. Good stuff. Good it's stuff. nice well, just to um, have the proper mic. I poured, for sure, I so. poured myself a special whiskey. So, um, twenty year old Portwood. Mm, Belven- yeah, I'm quite, Belven- quite looking forward to it actually. So, cheers. Cheers, mate. I'm drinking a very fancy, um, exclusive Earl Grey tea, um, <laughs> special Earl Grey tea, which is actually really beautiful. So I'm, I'm drinking that. And I've, I've quadruple dosed the CBD, so I'll probably be asleep in about 10 minutes. Ah, well, nice. I've, could- I've had a, um, I had a glass of wine with dinner as well. So um, nice. hopefully not uh, too uh, tipsy McStagger. But, um, Getting a bit inebriated. No, no not, uh, not to a, uh, a uh, an extent where I can't function, hopefully. I've not had a drink in fucking ages. I don't, can't remember when I last had a drink. It's a shocking state of affairs. I think it was a few mm. weeks ago when I had my friends over, and that was probably it. And I only had like one little whiskey, that was it. I've been very restrained. 
So. That is that's very restrained of you. I've I've probably been a little bit the other way and and surprise me, Dave. I'm not finding myself drinking like um, a bottle of wine of an evening or anything like that. It's more probably <laughs> so not just full blown alcoholism, just a, a step below. Well, probably just a you know a slippery slope at the moment. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's what I was starting to do with my whiskey. It was like every night, you know, a little whiskey, and it's quite nice. Mm. But then it's like mm. you're like actually, you know, it's probably not that good to be drinking, you know. A bottle of whiskey every two weeks or whatever it is because that's probably yeah. you know, a decent no, measure I, each night it hmm. goes down pretty Whis- whiskey's pretty strong as well obviously so there's yes. that to consider um yeah yeah i mean I, I, wine is obviously has a, a higher alcohol content than perhaps beer does but um still whiskey is a fair bit uh, stronger in that sense yeah but uh you know, it's nice to have a little tipple now and again. And um, currently, obviously, you're not quite in the lockdown situation that I'm in as well. So maybe yeah, that's um, also, also a factor. Well, to uh, be honest, mate, I, I kind of, I'm not going out unless I have to at the moment. I'm, I'm kind yeah, of forced. Yeah. I think a lot of people in Sydney are doing the same. Although actually a lot of people here aren't bothering with masks or anything. They're just getting a bit complacent mm. with it. So I, I think... Uh, we're still getting these little clusters of cases and things. So, oh, yeah, fuck knows what's going to happen with that. But Yeah, I, I guess it will just be a, a case of if they are able to manage it doing what they're currently doing. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They don't want to get yeah. into a lockdown again. But they, no, they seem to be no. just about staying ahead of the curve, though. So I don't know why it got so bad in Melbourne. I mean... Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think that one of the biggest factors um that's come out of it is is just one um the the whole this sorry i'll start again the whole um uh quarantine in the hotels thing was 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 a big uh thing um because that that was like a outbreak that they didn't contain quickly enough so you know when people were coming back into the country and quarantining in the hotels just like obviously um uh lucy did and um yeah there was an outbreak there that i think it seems to have been one of the biggest sources of that and in victoria there's been this whole probe into obviously this the, the sort of um outsourcing to um security companies to to do like this triple and, and outsourcing, it. wasn't yeah. it it was like the government outsourced it to one company you outsourced it to another and then another exactly yeah and then it was it's just been so yeah. that's really where i think a, a big part of the problem is and obviously then in the aged care facilities as well yeah um, well yeah i guess yeah it just yeah. It seems weird because we've had clusters here but it hasn't mm, mm. got out of hand but then we, we we've had a a driver on the a bus thing and, and some train stuff happened. So it's been on public transport. So once yeah. that happens, it just spreads fucking, it can spread everywhere really quick. So, and that's been yeah. the last few days. So I'm waiting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could, um, yeah, it could be an interesting time. I'd say in, in, in New South Wales in that situation, I reckon. Yeah, we'll see though. I don't know. But yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of staying pretty locked down. Although they managed to get my car sorted out finally. Well, not finally, but they were got it a bit ahead of schedule. So, um, oh, that's good. So that's I can good. pick that up tomorrow if I can get out there. So, um, yeah. So that's good. Because they got Very the parts cool. last week and this week they've done all the spraying and stuff. But I, I don't know how it dried so quick. But I guess they've got special lights and things in the spraying rooms that cure the paint, I guess. That's what happens. I, um, I don't actually know how it works. Yeah, I think I think it's just the way that paints and things these days just are designed to um, 
be very durable i think as well they just um, cure really quickly and then that's yeah, it. yeah 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 it's interesting they're like yeah because he spoke to me on monday and he was like we've got all the parts so we're just going to start doing it so you know we'll see what see when we can fit it in but he just managed mm. to get straight into it and they phoned me today and they're like yeah it's ready and he told me it would be next week so yeah Mm. so that's exciting that's that's pleasing so yes so for people who don't know some cunt drove into the side of my car while it was parked in the street overnight a few well about a week and a half ago and i <laughs> uh, just drove off and dented both drive well both driver's side doors and the door sill on the inside so that was uh, a nice little present to wake up to one morning so yeah see you next tuesday fucking cunts mate oh we can say cunts on this on this <laughs> yeah it was um annoying because i had to pay the insurance as well so mm, and it's yes. quite a high excess because i didn't want to pay much <laughs> i guess it sort of balances out though, doesn't it if you pay a lower excess you pay a higher monthly amount don't you so i guess it kind of balances out i suppose but still it's annoying yeah yeah i guess in yeah it uh still yeah it's just the hassle isn't it yeah, yeah, I mean to be fair, the guys shout out to Silhouette Smash Repairs. Um, they're uh, they've been really good about it, and just you know all along the way, being very you know communicative about what's going on and what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And yeah, and they're all like, really, oh, sorry, man, that sucks, and all this sort of shit. So it's quite nice. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's good. So um, yeah, and actually, Alliance as well. Shout out to them; they've been quite good about it as well. So. So generally speaking, it's not been, it could have been worse. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, no, nobody you hope at least got hurt, if it, unless it was some cunt who was drunk driving and then smashed into someone else. Well, yeah, who knows, man, who knows, yeah. I think it might have just been some doddery old person who just didn't even realise they fucking smashed into the car. So, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully no one came to any harm. No, I'm sure they didn't. Um, so... Um, yeah. Oh, well, never mind. So, yeah. Um, but it's been good to actually walk a bit more than I had normally because normally I'd be like, oh, fuck it. I'll just get in the car and head up the road rather than walk up there, which is very walkable distance to the supermarket. So, yeah, it's been um, a good excuse. Yeah, walking's good. Walking's good. It's, yeah, well, um, I don't do enough of it. So yeah. now I've got the car and just like. I've, I've been, yeah. I, 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 um, I can now um, obviously relate to the temptation for the car. Um, yeah, baby. Well, especially obviously, if you're buying a lot of shit. I don't quite have the freedom yet. But, well, uh, yeah, you, just, don't, you can go yeah, out yeah. But even just walking down to maybe the supermarket or the market or something. But I've only ever actually driven down there now. It's it's a bit of a walk from ours, but it's not too bad. It's definitely walkable. Um, yeah, that sounds the like it's driving or whatever, distance for me. But it's just, it, like, it depends what you're buying, isn't it, as well? And shit you got to carry, because you've got to all carry it all back as well. That's, that's yeah. the big ball, eight. But then the heavy carrying thing is actually a really good form of fitness. It's called, like, the farmer's carry thing. It's you actually do yeah, it yeah, in training, yeah. well, so it's actually, right. a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite a good little thing. But, I just, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, if you can turn it into a little challenge for yourself, and that uh, kind of makes it better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, a bit of time as well obviously you know if you if you just like fuck i haven't got anything to eat you know, i need to just go and get shit done then jumping in the car just saves you a heap of time doesn't it? But, yeah well that's it isn't it mate Fucking, yeah. but i like it just because i can just listen to music in it it's just one of those it's just a nice place to listen to music because it's in quite a controlled audio environment almost so it's um I, yeah, I, I, listen to new albums uh, I have um, definitely appreciated that in the rare times that I've been able to use a car. Um, yeah. 
recently I'm, I'm quite looking forward to just being able to maybe go somewhere on a road trip and and appreciate the, the uh, tunes, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it's yeah. the bose uh, sound system you have in there isn't it i believe is that right yeah yeah it is it, it is indeed and it, it sounds very good thus far yeah i, I, haven't, they, they may... I haven't i haven't been able to use the car enough to even <laughs> try yeah. different types of music and stuff it's yeah. just been try a few random tracks you know and yeah see yeah, how yeah, goes. yeah. yeah you need like a road trip or like a nice well for me it's just a saturday morning driving to like bunnings because the traffic in sydney is so bad that you get an hour <laughs> to do that yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so you just stick some tunes on and just cruise through the traffic it's good so oh well, i think I, i've basically just been kind of really um obviously i've set it up so it connects to the car when you get in and stuff like that that's quite cool it's still a novelty at the moment obviously because yeah. per- personally you know i've had cars but i've not had a car that's just quite so um yeah. just just everything sorted it makes a difference I mean. man yeah just uh, be able to have your yeah. phone plug straight into it put music yeah. take calls and so, like. so i've been limited really to like apollo brown and, and like shane noir who we i think we spoke about on a previous podcast that's yeah. uh, still rocking the album still very good yeah, I think uh, I put the uh, Apollo Brown Chez Noir album on the other day just while I was, I think I was just potting about in the garden or something and um, just had that on the lounge. And yeah, it's a good album. It's a very good album. Mm, and I was mm. watching the car actually, so that must have been before all this crash happened. But yeah, that was it. I yeah, had that it, does, it does sound good in the car. It does sound good it's in the good, car. Man. I have to say, I've quite enjoyed the uh, the bass and the, the, the fat beats. Yeah, mate. It's a good old subwoofer. Yeah, yeah, I've been, um, it's, it's I've, been, nice. I've been looking into obviously upgrading my computer audio system, um, mm, but mm. it's been difficult to justify whether I should do it or not because it's um you know what I'm like <laughs> it's like oh, I can maybe get this and but because I bought these um and this is actually if someone is looking for computer speakers that don't cost very much money the Bose um. I don't know what you fucking call them. Um, they're the cheapest Bose um, speakers you can get um, for your like computer speakers. Um, these like, little black things, and they just they just plug in via a um, uh, you know headphone jack basically, and they're like 140 bucks or something, and they're fucking really good. They're definitely nice. the, they're the uh, um, go to for. Um, computer speakers, I'd say definitely. Um, because yeah, I, they just um, what are they call Bose Companion Two Series Three Multimedia Speaker System. These little black things, and um, yeah, hit, hit me up with a link, Tim. Yeah. I, I need to see this fine gadgetry. Oh, 100, 170 bucks. Sorry, I think I got them cheaper than that, though. I think you can haggle them on that. Um, oh, so you you've made a purchase, have you? Yeah, yeah. But this is I got uh, these ages not ages ago. I got these like you know four or five months ago because I just wanted some oh, right. decent spe- decent speakers that I could listen to to monitor my video editing and stuff. But I didn't want to spend a fortune at the time. Uh, so. But now, sorry, I'm, I think I, I've um, clearly uh, missed part of your your story here. Is it, so? Are you now looking to upgrade from these? Yes, to potentially. But I don't need to because these are fine. But <laughs> I, yeah, I, I kind of want to. So there's there's various things you could go for. Um, but from you know from some slightly better quality computer speakers or or Bluetooth wireless kind of speakers that can be used as computer speakers, like right up to which I'll send you the link for as well. So there, so the ones the step up, which is probably the ones to go for if you want 
good if you're like a bit of an audio file and you love good music you get the ruark audio mr1 mark ii speakers and um which i'll send to you oh, i like um ruark audio stuff yeah so and these things you can plug in just a headphone jack into the back or you can bluetooth to them um they come in walnut or like a soft white gray color um, significantly more expensive yeah baby 700 <laughs> bucks yeah so yeah they ain't cheap mate um, are they do you reckon they are what's the price difference about 500 bucks isn't it yeah. so do you reckon they're 500 bucks better well i haven't heard them so i don't know uh, okay. but they're Thanks. what high five five star rated you know so so, so ruach audio um if you're listening um perhaps uh, you need to send some to tim for reviewing purposes yeah, and I'll, I'll review <laughs> them and i will not return them <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry about my pronunciation as well. Is it real? Rock, 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 yeah. R U R U A R K for people. Rock, rock, mate. There we go. Rock, there we go. Rock audio, mate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's an option. But then the other option is just getting a little mini amplifier. So there's this little mini amp that NAD do, um, which is uh, addicted to audio. Don't have uh, one second. Um, you're a bad influence, Tim. You take me down this path of, oh, yeah, of um, considering upgrading all my audio. Mate. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to send you a link to this. So this amp is, um, uh, it's a little, tiny little amp, just really great if you just want a little two point, you know, to, just stereo amplifier. It's um, called the, where the fuck is it, you motherfuckers? So it's the, um, oh no, that's the more expensive one. There it is. It's the NAD D3020V2 hybrid digital DAC amplifier. Um, and it's this, it's again, it's another what hi fi five star rated amplifier. But I'm thinking getting that little thing because it's tiny and getting some little Ooh. bookshelf speakers. Um, and, um, and then, and then just obviously having the amp plugged into the Mac, and then just having a proper proper audio setup going. So, because um, it's, I mean, that's, it's six. Um, that's quite a sexy looking amplifier. It's nice, it? man, and it's tiny. It's <laughs> tiny, mate. It's it's really small. So, um, yeah. it's and that's six hundred and seventy nine bucks. So still a bit cheaper than the Ruark speakers. But obviously, you still need speakers. But if you have speakers, then you're fucking set. And I've got many speakers, so I technically don't, you know, need to get some bookshelf speakers. But um, <laughs> If I was going to get speakers, then um, there's some to consider, definitely. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I can't quite decide which ones I'd get, though. But, I mean, you can get those little BMW M1s, um, which are technically really good. I mean, they use them for uh, satellite speakers for 5.1 audio setup. Um, but... They're, um, they look really cool and they'd work really well as like a little desktop speaker for, um, for your kind of computer setup. So they're, yeah, I'm quite tempted with that. So I don't know, that's the potential. And they're like 300 bucks. So, you know, for just under a grand, you get a pretty excellent computer speaker setup system. But it's, I don't know, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. 
Well, how many speaker setups can one man have? That's uh, well, I, 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 I'm struggling to use what I've got, and mine's all like 20 years old. <laughs> well, that's the thing, mate. It's um, I've reached the point where I, I really don't need. I mean, I've got in my lounge alone, which is like an open plan lounge kitchen. I, I've got three different systems basically. <laughs> so theoretically, <laughs> I've got my sound bar, I've got my decks in Adam A7Xs, and then. I did have my Samsung kind of all-in-one speaker unit that was in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah but I've moved yeah. that into my computer room now. As a, but now, so. and, but you also have that absolutely amazing system in your bedroom. Yeah, right? yeah, I have my bedroom. Well, that's my listening to music room, kind of. That's my like. That's why I wanted a really good system in there to just sit in bed and get the, pop, oh, yeah. I, get I, the I perfect can, I, can stereo, perfect stereo image, you know, speakers like six, seven foot apart, which is about perfect. And then I can just angle them into me sitting in bed and just sit there and listen. So that's, that's cool. But I, to be honest with you, those speakers are too big for that room. So I kind of got that wrong. <laughs> I should have just got some bookshelves, I think on stands. I think that probably would have suited the room better, but um, so technically I should bring those speakers into the, big my lounge room basically and have that as my music yeah that would sound pretty awesome yeah so but then i'd have those and my adam a7x so, so <laughs> yeah, yeah it might be a, a slight overkill yeah so i don't know i don't know what to do mate it's, uh, it's, a, it's an addiction yeah. but um so to be honest i'm probably going to just stick with my um little bose companion speakers because they're fine <laughs> and they look quite nice and you know but i just went down this rabbit hole of oh yeah mini amps like so that nad amps like, yeah that's awesome and then these little, little mini satellite bmw speakers barrel milkins and they're yeah so I don't know. they are very nice they are very nice indeed i don't think but, i am um, uh, hang on uh i also did loads of research um in uh, um, into surround sound setups and stuff as well. Um, not that I needed anything with it, but I was just like, oh yeah, that would be um, that would be cool. So I started doing all this research into optimum surround sound setups for various budgets and stuff. So yeah, I think you, I think you may have a problem. Oh, I've got a problem, but I don't buy everything all the time though. Like I've like, you know. I when yeah. I buy stuff, I tend to keep it. I'm just going to send you these speakers as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 t- I am, yeah, I am. I'm impressed by your restraint at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, my my laptop, for instance, I've had that since 2014. I've still got an iPhone 6s. I, mm. you know, so I tend to buy stuff and keep it for a long time. And I have just upgraded to a new iMac, which is the most exciting <laughs> news ever at the moment. But that hasn't arrived yet, so. I'm, uh, so I finally upgraded the computer, which is but about. But it's a tool of the trade, so you know. Yeah, yeah, I had to. Mate. It's um, a worthwhile I was, investment. Um, I, I was doing a build uh, last week, and it was struggling. It was this big. Uh, who was it for? Thailand, and um, it was struggling. Yeah, it was this quite complex build of things flying around and lots of little crumbs, and you know, I, I had to render a, a, a chips pack and like a crisp pack, but with. It was, yeah, I don't know, it was really complicated and my computer was um, struggling. <laughs> so, uh, and it was like a one meter by 70 centimeter 
poster at 300 dpi so it was just mental <laughs> it was so big and um and to be fair the computer sort of did all right but it was um i did have to have times of just going away and making a cup of tea to let the thing cool down for a bit um so yeah yeah well it sounds like a, a worthy upgrade definitely. yeah oh, it's going to be a beat I've, i just want complete fucking tits out balls to the wall motherfucking max spec motherfucker man it's it's a beast so yeah it's pretty good uh, and to think you almost you almost went away from the mac i almost went to pc mate and do you know why i didn't i this might not be interesting to anyone but i i was very close to going pc and building it myself and doing all that because i thought it'd be good content for you for my youtube channel as well go to timmy foodie on youtube if you want to check that out um and uh I decided in the end, if you if you include the quality of the screen that the iMac has and factor that into the cost of mm, getting a PC yeah. and a separate monitor, for the colour accuracy that the iMac has, you've got to be spending almost three grand on an ISO monitor. Like, it's that good. So, mm. and even if you go down to like two grand for a similar monitor, it's not quite as colour accurate as the iMac is. And then, by the, so then if you, then the budget you have left from that you can't build a PC of equivalent spec that's in the iMac. So people think, oh, it's Mac's really expensive. But if you look into it, it isn't actually. It's really, I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, you can't, I can't get the same color accuracy and the same performance for the same money. So, yeah, it was, it was an interesting little revelation there. So. Yeah, I guess if, yeah, I, I suppose the color accuracy thing is, is quite perhaps... Um, in certain areas quite a niche requirement yeah i mean that's yeah that's for me like for video <laughs> and for, for photography so for, for you it's it's obviously it appears to be probably you've made a good decision yeah oh for me it is yeah. but for normal yeah. people it's complete fucking overkill and it probably is too expensive <laughs> but um but then you, no one needs that the, the performance this thing can do really i mean no one's going to be working on like six gig photoshop files and you know yeah. rendering 4k footage and stuff so most people can just get a basic low-end mac and they'll never need the performance even that can do so yeah i, don't I expect most people with most computers have more performance than they know what to do with yeah you and your fucking <laughs> macbook pro Jeez. exactly it's <laughs> <laughs> complete overkill yeah, but, yeah no, it's, it's great. nice it's to have, have it it's nice to have yeah it's nice to know that you could just open up a six gig photoshop file and you just wouldn't have any problems so yeah. well i do i do you know i do have to dip into artworking and stuff and, and i do do editing and stuff on on quite large like not all of our stuff is digital and we do a lot of video work as well so actually like although it's not absolutely necessary it has been a useful tool definitely oh yeah and you don't want to be waiting around for shit and that thing you just, yeah exactly just it, no, it, it certainly um yeah it, it definitely helps it, it rips along mm -hmm. but um well obviously the the one thing that you do have to contend with is um we we run because of all the artwork files and everything you know we have to run off a remote server yeah. um and we we use a cloud server um and uh you know so you have all those kind of factors so if like a lot of the time it's just down to pure laziness i know i should just copy everything onto my desktop and then copy it back but sometimes you're just like no nah, i can't be fucked because it's just a small file well but yeah then, sometimes it actually take longer <laughs> to do lags. that yeah it would take longer to do that sometimes so yeah, yeah i yeah. i we're doing this thing with my work i screen share so i can i have a i've got an imac pro at work that i use um ah cool yeah so you so, can just use the processing power and the yeah so it's my yeah. screen but it's that computer but then 
you can't do color on it because it washes the color out slightly so you can't you can't retouch you, you could do basic real real basic stuff but you can't if you've got to do color work on it and you've got no choice then you have to like save jpegs and flick them across to the, mm. there's a really good system where you can just download and upload files up to like 500 meg really quickly so you can just flick a file across have a look at it and flick it back but that's a bit of a pain in the arse so most of the time you have to just transfer everything across do it at this end and then send it back over but it's um it's a good idea with the screen sharing i mean a lot of people started doing that with um video editors and 3d rendering and all that sort of stuff people were doing that kind of thing yeah, I guess if, the, if if the server access speed and the processing power is in one location, all you've got to do is connect to it. It's just the internet, yeah, and you need, you don't yeah. need a super fast internet to get a real time kind of connection going with with the screen sharing. So it's actually a really good wing, and it actually helped out a lot of three um, D workshops and um, video editing places that people were able to still work remotely, but get the power they needed so a lot of the youtube channels i watched they were doing that sort of screen share not sc- well see a screen sharing thing and um i think a lot of the big movie production studios were doing the same sort of thing with their rend- with their 3d artists yeah that's cool thing. that's cool so yeah, yeah it's pretty cool so it's um, it's pretty insane isn't it when um yeah. just thinking about you know the whole um shift of, of the workforce um it's insane in so many ways, but the fact that it has been possible due to the technology available to us is just like is mind blowing, really, when you think about it. Particularly when you talk about, you know, movie studios and obviously high end um, entertainment work, and yeah, and, that, and that all feeds back to the arts as well. And, and these people that, um, you know, talk about, um, you know there's a lot of debate about funding for the arts and obviously um, in this particular uh, crisis, um, you know, people in the arts have actually perhaps not been fairly um, thought about. And uh, Well, no, because it's been the people in the arts entertaining everyone while they're all fucking locked exactly. up Exactly. People are so easy to get that, that, don't they? Um, and that's why all the, pod- yeah. all the podcasters, the YouTubers, they've made, they've, they've gone gangbusters in this time because everyone, they can still do their work. Mm. And, um make money and so they're doing really well and obviously people want the content at the moment so i mean it's been a struggle for the production studios for like movies and tv series that had to be put on hold but yeah that's the the other you can't really do that remotely but um well maybe one day you'll be able to but But still uh, you know even on another level just doing your day-to-day job and stuff like that and remote working that that absolute shift that will that will come from this whole thing is crazy I think I'm pretty much from home all the time now. They, they don't seem to be. Yeah, me too, me. Um, I've, I've worked from home now for, geez, probably since like February, March. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, ever since, yeah, I, I kind of lost my job there essentially. And yeah. then I've been back involved. It's all, all been remote. So, yeah. Um, and, and to think, I don't know, like the company I work for now actually has always had a fairly um kind of relaxed policy on where you work from and stuff um depending on just the needs of the business and all that kind of crap but so it's not it's probably not been that big a shift for me in that sense because um i can generally work from where i need to be but um you know for a lot of people it's it's been a massive massive change yeah and i think um 
I mean, I know the place I've been doing a lot of work at, they weren't particularly keen on remote working before this time. But now that we've been forced into it, I think yeah. they've seen that it's actually quite feasible and that people are still getting the work done um, yeah. to, to yeah. the level that they want. So it's like, yeah. well, actually, it, it doesn't really make sense to have such a big office. And uh, yeah, I think a large part of it, though, is is also um, certainly like my uh, a previous place where I worked, like the, the boss there was very much um, kind of laughed off suggestions of working from home and things like that because he just didn't trust people. Um, well, yeah, and that's... you know, he, he, he was that kind of, kind of person where he was like, if your bum's not on your seat, then you must be up to no good or you, you're not working hard enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was a very, um, sort of, you know, daft way of thinking really. Um, well, that's what my mate who, um, lived down the road from me, he was working remotely for quite a while and then they've basically all got forced back into the office, but because his boss just thought exactly that, but also the problem mm. is most of his staff were fucking about and you couldn't get mm. hold of them and all the account managers were just off, you know, fucking about and, and, and so now they got, they're all back in the office cause they, they fucked it up basically. They broke the trust of their boss kind yeah, of and yeah whereas well, it, yeah whereas it is a two-way street you know you, you for for the team that i work with and everything else it's worked generally very well and that's because um my boss and 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 us as a team have pulled together and actually made it work obviously though that requires everyone to be on board the people yeah that will take the piss definitely <laughs> yeah well yeah, that's the thing. And I think, um, I don't know, with, with the place I work, I don't know, just everyone just seems to just get it done and it's weird. I mean, I, I almost probably do a bit more work than I should be doing. Like, you know, mm. I'm in the middle of writing an email back to someone now. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock. So I'm yeah. just not bothered yeah. by it because, well, I'm at home. So what difference does it fucking make? I'll just sit here and write an email for it and just send some stuff over because you know, it gets... Yeah, uh, so yeah I, I think know, that's just, right. There's, there's, right. Definitely, there's definitely been some blurred lines. I think that's also a really difficult challenge for a lot of people and, and companies and things about that, that blurred lines between what is work time and what is leisure time and things like that. Um, so there definitely is that, and there's that kind of thing about switching off. So, and also again, that that that's down to employers doing the right thing as well, and, and managers doing the right thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm certainly... good at that. I'm, I'm good at. I can pick something up, and like now, I'll just write write a thing quick and flick it off. And yeah, I can. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm good at switching off. Some people aren't. John isn't. He's terrible at it. He, he'll, mm, he'll admit mm. that himself. He just can't switch off. So. Um, yeah but yeah it's a, no, it's tricky I don't to mind do. sometimes yeah just doing what what yeah if it's not making a huge difference to you to send an email that will just help everyone out because it's saving time then that's fine isn't it well yeah yeah and if i'm you know here drinking a whiskey or whatever while i'm doing it i'm fucking sweet not that <laughs> yeah, I am, exactly so it's not like you're in the office chained to the desk is it you're just like oh you know this is fine yeah no, it's good I, man. I, can, I, like it. I can do what i like in the meantime as well well, I like it because also in the day, like today was a beautiful day. It was like first day of spring and it was fucking nice, man. It was like, you know, I had all the door, doors and windows open. You know, I took the little breaks and potted about in the garden and, you know, did yeah, a few practice nice, golf it? swings and made some tea. And then, but I still got shitloads of work done. And, you know, you just sort of make up the time, you know. Well, you, say, you save two hours a day at least, don't you, just by not having to travel? Yeah, I mean, my commute's 45 minutes pretty much guaranteed in the morning and probably the same at night sometimes yeah. it's an hour yeah. so yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, 
it's another two hours of your day you get back. So yeah, and the the yeah. hour of lunch that you get, you just sort of flitter that away anyway because you mean, you're just stuck kind of at work anyway. It's not like you can go home for an hour. So yeah, it's, yeah. um yeah, I much prefer it. It's much better. Definitely, so, definitely. I am. Um, yeah, train music. I can stick the iPad on, and you know, catch up on the F one or the cricket, or you know, just have it on on in the background because I, I need other noise going on when I work. I can't fucking be inside. Uh, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. Lucy, Lucy's happy to work in silence, so I have to kind of make sure I don't just crank the music up all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's what the headphones are for. I mean, at work, I'd always have my noise cancelling headphones on and just sit there and have podcasts yeah. going i mean are you limited to work at work with podcasts whereas here i can actually have a you know my ipad playing something but um or some youtube thing or something but all the snooker was oh. on recently world championship snooker so i just i was just watching all of that during the day and just catching up on all that so i sent you uh, i sent you a link earlier just talking a podcast about um oh, yeah i, I haven't listened to it but um it looks really interesting it was a, tell everyone about it hang on we were talking about apollo brown um, it just came up in a, in a feed, I think, randomly on Spotify. They're listening, uh, Dave. Because I listen to Apollo Brown stuff quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think they heard <laughs> yeah. us talking about it and they've stuck it in your feed. So it's called the Renaissance Soul Podcast. It's episode five, um, which is the Sincerely Detroit episode. Um, mm. So we're, We've mentioned that record uh, on this uh, very <laughs> podcast before. We have many um, times, yeah. We, we can highly recommend that record. Uh, oh, definitely, great, definitely worth a listen. Yeah. I think I put that on the other day as well, just pottering about the house at the weekend, and I just thought, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to listen to that thing again. Had that um, pumping out the tunes. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know what it is. It, it, obviously, you need to listen to particularly some tracks, like things like Apollo Brown and Dr. Dre, where the production is so integral to the whole thing. Like, to listen to it on a a decent pair of headphones or whatever that's just like it's nice or in the car it's um it's one of those simple pleasures in life but uh yeah you got to do it justice when you listen to it to listen to it on something decent so you get a oh, good experience yeah. yeah it's um yeah it's good to have proper sound for sure and especially for albums like that so it makes yeah. such a difference like even i mean with the setup in my room with my system there you know, even listening to albums that I've listened to hundreds of times, like I think it was um, Smashing Pumpkins' Siamese Dream album, and I heard stuff in that. I was like, "What? Where the fuck was that sound before?" Like I just, yeah, right, I just yeah, don't. Yeah. And it's not like this; the, the, the sound isn't there. Obviously, it is, but you just don't notice it mm. on a not so good system. It's weird. I, it, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, I think the amp I've got is quite good at separating the sound stage out. So you can hear everything a bit better. That's yeah. what I kind of read about it. But um, yeah, it's interesting. You just hear these things and you're like, you know, uh, Daft Punk album. Um, oh, what the fuck was it called? Their sort of more recent one that was, well, not that recent, but it's fucking years ago now. But um, the one that came out in like 2006 or something, that's recent for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've done an album since then though, have they? Oh Christ! I don't know. Um, I'm having a look now. Hang on a sec. Yeah, you. I'm having a look myself. Uh, I was. Uh, what's it called? Um, I'll fuck you up. Well, 2011 was at Random Access Memories. That's it. Random Access Memories. Yeah, 2011. Okay, yeah, that album, mate. 
I've got that on like high res audio, like super high quality, ridiculous bit rate and all, all sorts of crazy shit. And um, it's it's fucking sensational that album when you listen to it on a decent set of headphones or. Um, oh, okay. It's um, I um I, I don't think I've listened to that album. I kind of oh, I, I've enjoyed Daft Punk because you know they had their their hits, but I don't think I ever really got into them as such. Yeah, I mean that album. That's my favorite album of theirs, and I mean. Earlier albums of theirs obviously really well known, like Homework and Discovery and stuff. But for me, Random Access Memories, I don't know, I think just at the time it was just really big and loads of people listened to it. And it was one of those albums that when you first heard it, it was like, yeah, this is a really cool album, but it's it stood the test of time for me. And I still listen to it. And it's still, it, it's, if anything, it's better now than it was. Um, and on a decent system, it's fucking amazing. Like, it, listen to that one in the car, man. It, it's, um, it, the, the just the bass lines and stuff are just sensational really really good um and just really well yeah, structured right. audio I'm, gonna, so. I'm downloading it now yeah my favorite track is um well there's uh giorgio by marauder track three i love that track um just the build up the intro and then the drop it's just so good um yeah yeah no it's a great album great album so but that, yeah that thing like i listened to that i've listened to that fucking hundreds of times and then when i stuck it on my decent stereo um while i was listening through um tidal which i don't have anymore because it's a an unnecessary <laughs> expend expenditure um but that they they had that on super high quality high-res audio and it just sounds so good man it's just oh just so much detail in it you just miss normally so yeah very very cool very cool I really want to yeah. get Tidal back, but it's it's just too expensive. So. Yes, um, it sounds like a um, a it, nice indulgence. It sounds great, though. But it, I mean, it's it's head and shoulders above everything else in terms of audio quality. I think, but it's um, everything on it CD quality or above, basically. That's how they market it. So, um, whereas obviously on iTunes and Spotify, it's all much more compressed. But I don't know. Still pretty good. I mean, you know, can you tell the difference? I don't know, but I like to think I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was always, there was this thing. Uh, I may have mentioned it to you before. I don't know. People under the stairs did that thing where they. Um, it was when they released one of their albums. I'm trying to think which one it was. Um, few some time ago now, but when they released it, when you bought it. You could obviously buy on CD and vinyl and digital, but the digital download included the um, uncompressed files. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, they uh, they did a YouTube video um, to demonstrate why they did it and how, obviously, MP3 compresses stuff. Um and uh, it was pretty interesting because obviously a lot of people don't even give a shit about it. <laughs> but um, it, the, the way it compresses stuff and, and changes the sound waves and therefore affects the reproduction and all that is pretty pretty interesting if you like geeking out about that sort of shit. Yeah, I mean, that's... But, um, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying I mean, to find it. So to be honest, that's what this the Tidal thing is all about. It's essentially them offering the minimum quality being CD quality, but then them offering actual studio quality recordings, yeah, like fully yeah. uncompressed. Um, yeah. I mean, and the, your file sizes of those things, I mean, you, you talk a gigabyte for an album, like it's insane. Um, 
But the thing is, most people don't have the audio equipment to notice it, like decent headphones or amp or whatever. You know, they they just don't, they wouldn't notice it. So, um, but it does, um, I think it does make a difference. Like listening to like, I was listening to a lot of the Gregory Porter stuff. He's like some jazz singer dude. Awesome voice, like some great albums. He's just got a new album he's come out recently, actually. It's really good. Um, and that's all on Tidal, that's all like super high quality studio recording, like high res audio. And it's it's just fucking sensational, man. I mean, I mean, my audio setup's probably slightly better for that kind of vocal stuff like that. And it's just fucking amazing. It's just, um, uh, there's an album by a, a lady called uh, Dominique Philemy, and uh. It's fucking sensational as well. It's just all kind of like uh, just female vocalist, just insane voice, insane, and it's um, that just sounds incredible. It's like you know, spine tingling sort of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me. About, uh, oh, uh, I think yeah. um, I think when I was in Sydney when I came and visited um, you, uh, we played some of that stuff on Did your I I might your your new system. Yeah, it sounded sounded pretty damn nice. It's pretty nice, man. Yeah. With my speakers on my chopping boards. <laughs> yeah. Did I have them on there then? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I decided that right. was a better way to do it than have them get on the carpet because the carpet's so thick. I, I felt like it was like muffling the audio a bit or something, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It seemed to make sense to have them on something a bit more sturdy, but I don't know. Not, but who yeah, knows? Maybe, Supposedly it makes maybe. a difference, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, did you watch... Uh, sorry, I was just trying to think of... Um, you going to talk cricket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you read my mind. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about cricket. I, I felt you channeling cricket through the ether. Yes. Um, the, the, the good, 2020 good from yesterday. Which, which which one were you talking about? Because they obviously had the 2020 yesterday that we lost by like one ball or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, not well, yeah. it was six runs. I saw, I six saw that one. Ball. That was good, yeah. Moeen Ali playing fucking sensational. Um, and then Owen Morgan in the game before playing really well. Um, it was, yeah, uh, I was quite pleased to see, uh, yeah, Moeen Ali do well because he's obviously sort of, um, I think he said to himself, very much a mental thing. Mm. Um yeah, it's, and it's good to see that uh, hopefully he can kind of perhaps um, pull himself out of that because he's he's a very good player. Oh, he's amazing. His batting is so underrated. It, it, mm. it could be he could be one of the best batsmen in the world, and um, but it, it, his the game is all based off confidence so much that yeah. I think because he took a wicket with his first ball in the innings, and then he bowled quite well, and then that just translates into his batting then. So, I mean, I don't know if you saw him play last year in the English Vitality Blast T20 competition. And so he captained uh, yeah. Warwickshire, whoever it was, and took them through to the final. Um, in the semi-final, he played this innings and he was hitting the ball so clean. It, he was literally unplayable. Like, you just couldn't bowl to him and he was just hitting sixes for fun and scored a massive score and... Um, it was, yeah, it was amazing. He was just on fire. Um, I think because he just took all the pressure off himself and just wanted to get back to playing as well as he knew he could. And now he's kind of getting back into the England setup. So whether he'll, I mean, I'd like to see him back in the um, the England, the test team, really. But I guess, ugh, I don't know whether that will happen or not. I mean, we're going to Sri Lanka mm. and India next for the test team. So Yeah, if, uh, if I, I think he'd... 
he'd he'd struggle to get a place, I think, at the moment, but it depends on where they're playing, I guess. Well, he's a better bowler than Bess, but and a better batsman than Bess, so yeah, it's just whether I guess they want to stick with Bess or not because he's obviously young and he's got potential. So, but then going to Sri Lanka, we we might play three spinners and one seamer, so you could mm. theoretically have Leach, Bess, and Mo in in the team. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if if that gave him the opportunity, then and he had a good series, then there's there's obviously um, yeah potential for him to um, fight his way back into the side. I don't know whether he wants to be away from his family that much as well. I think that's a factor for him at the yeah, moment. So yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's nice to uh, yeah enjoy some T Twenty and one day cricket. I mean, we got Australia on Friday. Got like a mm. we got what, three T twenties and two one dares I think with them so yeah um, yeah so should be good um, got, they've renamed no, it's definitely, the squad, so. definitely nice to see Mo uh, back on yeah sort of back at it it's, um I just I was thinking about um sort of it was a, it was a shame for like uh, Monty Panasar as well he he was sort of quite an underrated player in a way but he. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he played his part, though, at the time. And I think he did, he, he did. did yeah. You know, he, he was in the team for a fair while. And, I mean, he basically, not single-handedly, but between him and Alistair Cook, won us that tour in India um, mm. because he bowled so well. Um, but it's, it's a shame that I think he, he sort of just seemed to just fall off the uh, fall off a cliff somehow. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't think he'll be perhaps remembered in the game for quite how much he accomplished. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because Swan came along when he did, and obviously Swanee was so good um, mm, that he mm. kind of usurped Monty out of the side. And then we obviously went on that awesome run with Swan in the side. That that team then with, uh, you know, Straussy and everyone, and you know, where we won in Australia and all that stuff. So that, that I think, um, yeah, that was a kind of, of a golden era for English cricket. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, well, that Definitely. was 2000. It was a good era. It was a good 2011, era. Um, I think. It and was. Uh, Monty's a Luton boy as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good lad. Good yeah, lad. Yeah. yeah. So, my um, uh, my friend actually went to the same school as him. Oh really? Played yeah. cricket with him at school. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I think it was Bedford Modern. Yeah. Bedford yeah, Modern yeah. School. Yeah. Nice. Posh posh private school. Rah rah. Rah rah indeed. Rah yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah well. mm. Um, yeah man yeah yeah so that's well, exciting and then we've obviously got Formula 1 we've got Monza this weekend where Ferrari are going to finish last um, which is going to be entertaining because mm. <laughs> the car has no power it's like this it's this unspoken thing that everyone knows but no one's actually talking about it who's on television or in any sort of prominent position within Formula 1 that basically Ferrari got caught cheating and <laughs> no yeah, one wants right. to say they're all like oh what what you know why is their engine so low on power now and you know what happened and you know what was the fine they got handed down and what was the findings and you know all this stuff is like what happened and, and but no one seems to be just calling them out and saying basically they got caught cheating that's obvious that's what's happened because they've lost like a shitload of power <laughs> from their engines and no one's talking about it yeah, it doesn't doesn't necessarily take a genius to work it out, does it? Really, um. I think everyone's afraid of getting sued. But I had this theory though: if you just called them out and said, "Yeah, basically, Ferrari got caught cheating. They're a bunch of cheating cunts. Uh, they've designed their engine with this illegal, but they've designed an illegal engine, and now they've had to disable this part of it." 
they that they're so that they're they're going to be like this for the next two years, man, until these new changes come in, or the rest of this season and next season. So they're fucked for the next eighteen months. And mm. um, I think no one wants to say anything because they're maybe getting called out for libel or something. But if you got sued by him, you'd be like, okay, fine, let's go to court. And then you've got to open up the fucking secret documents that you signed with the FIA to figure out mm. if you if you were cheating or not. And if you were, then I'm right and you can't see me. So I think you could slander them and say, well, not slander them, you could just call them out and say, yeah, you basically, you were cheating. And um, Yeah, they, if they wanted to uh, take action, they wouldn't. they'd, ha- they'd, have, they to, uh, they they'd have to be able to defend themselves. Yeah, yeah, because they know they cheated. So you're just like, well, you know, what are you going to mm. do, mate? You know, let's go to court because I want to find out what you did wrong. Although we all know yeah. it, was, it was injecting oil into the uh, fucking pistons or the something or other into the, Chambery thing, whatever you call it, um, combustion chamber. That's the one. Yeah, I yeah. think they were sneakily injecting oil into that to get more explosions, getting more uh, power. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, interesting. Sneaky, yeah. sneaky. And I think because they designed the engine around that system, now they can't do that. They're kind of stuck, and then they're not allowed to develop the engines anymore at the moment. The engines have been kind of been frozen because everyone's kind of reached a parity of power. Well, it, yeah, it almost yeah. did until Ferrari d- don't anymore. So they're locked in till the end of next year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we you won't be seeing Ferrari. They'll they'll be top ten. Well, well just getting into the top ten, maybe if that. So. Well, I, I I think as well though. What what I read was that the engine isn't necessarily the whole story though, because what it's done is exposed the weaknesses in the actual aerodynamics of the car. Um, and so, but what it's done is magnified it. So Ferrari knew that they had an inherent weakness in the aerodynamics, but they knew because of the power that they were getting from their engine that they could compensate for that. Yeah. Clearly now they can't do that. So it's like a double whammy for them. Yeah. And then they can't really f- address the aero too much because if they put too much aero on the car, they don't have the power then to yeah, get the it drag straight. Like yeah. This. So, yeah, yeah. which is, that's the problem Williams have. That's why they're so far down is that, yeah, yeah. they've probably got the best engine on the grid with the Mercedes engine, but their car's so draggy that they can't, they can't compete. So mm. it's, mm. um, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one, which is why I think McLaren next year with Mercedes engines because they've got a really good car like it's a really good car and, yeah, it is. Um, yeah it's uh that's going to be interesting oh, I think they're going to be pushing for the number two spot they're going to be pushing Red Bull and maybe even Mercedes for wins I think that's my call so um, Ricardo yeah, watch Ricardo next year man yeah he had a good race didn't he, he with, had a very uh, good race. this weekend he was, like, he was on fire man yeah he almost got p3 like if if the, mm. if the if the race was a couple of laps longer i think he'd have taken p3 off verstappen um because they the top three with the strategy they they'd chosen it was they were struggling to finish mm. um, yeah i think so. uh, i think ricardo's sort of um he you know i think it's easy to forget just how much uh obviously you know he had a, quite a lot of success at Red Bull. Oh um, yeah, he was just as quick as Verstappen. He, he had yeah. a, his final year with them. He just had a few races with reliability problems, which mm. why he finished. It seems like it would be a bit of an injustice if he didn't get the the car that he deserves to 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 really show what he can do. Yeah. Uh, hope, hopefully, yeah. You could put him in the Mercedes and he'd be on on Hamilton's pace straight away. You know, he, he'd be pushing Hamilton more than Bottas is. 
Mm. So, mm. absolutely. I, I think I, I think George Russell would do that as well. You could put George Russell in any car in the grid, and I think he beats the other driver, any any team. That's my opinion of George Russell. I think he beats everyone. But what he's doing in that Williams, man, he put that Williams out of Q out of Q one into Q two in at Spa. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it's it's incredible what he's doing with that car. He's not yeah. he has not lost a qualifying to his teammate yet since he's been in Formula One. And he's been in the he's been in the Formula One for what eighteen months, year and a half. How how mad yeah. is that? <laughs> it's like insane. It just has when not... you're in a, a car as uncompetitive as that car has been to achieve that that kind of thing against all the odds is yeah, that's and, I mean he's he's beating his teammate by half a second in most mm. cases mm. in qualifying, yeah. which is huge. So yeah, it's um he's awesome. He needs to, oh, it's it's so frustrating. I mean, I think it's you see the struggles Albon is having in Red Bull with all the pressure. And I think for Russell, he's come in with no pressure, but the pressure he's put on himself. And he's yeah, got quite exactly. high standards, I think, himself. And But I think if you put him in that Red Bull, he'd be putting Max Verstappen under a lot of pressure. Whereas, because he's got this mental side to him, this mental steel, which you get in a Formula One world champion, which Verstappen yeah, has, yeah. which... Ricardo has, which um, obviously Hamilton has. Mm. Not many other people have that. I think Leclerc has that um, as well. Yeah, He's I think it's mental it, steel. Albon's definitely very good, but I oh, wonder if actually yeah. being thrust into that Red Bull thing at the same as it was for Gasly mm. um, was just too much too soon. Yeah. And, and interestingly, actually, there's a thing here just in front of me, uh, an article. It's on the BBC website. Um, you know, Jolian Palmer does a column. Mm. Um, and it says Pierre Gasly's revival is giving Red Bull headaches because clearly, you know, Pierre Gasly now is is potentially, he, he's he's really done well this season. Yeah, he's, well. he's probably the driver of the season after Hamilton, to be honest with you, and Verstappen. That, those three are the top yeah. drivers of the season at the moment. But the trouble is, it's the pressure, though. He doesn't have the pressure of being mm. a Red Bull driver and he tried it and he couldn't handle it. So was that down to a lack of experience and would he be more better now because he's got a year under his belt at Toro or a year and a half under his belt over at Toro Rosso or whoever it is fucking... It's, it's, um, it's is, also but. though a thing that Red Bull as a, as a team and the management of Red Bull probably ought to be, I don't know, I'm sure they probably think a lot harder. They've probably just got a lot harder kind of mentality than I would apply. But, yeah. you know, they, they don't want to be seen as probably the team that just breaks drivers that, like, kind of squashes talent. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I think <laughs> I think they realise they made a mistake kicking Gasly out and mm. they don't want to repeat that with Albon. So... Mm. Um, so I think they're really, and Albon's got a huge amount of potential. Like, you know, you, you talk yeah, to George definitely. Russell, Russell was like, he beat all of us. He beat Verstappen. He was beating Leclerc. He was beating me. Like he, he was on another level to everyone else in the championships coming up through up to Formula One. So they oh, all know yeah, how good he's he is. He's clearly a talent. I get the yeah. feeling with Albon is that he is 
a bit like Marion Ali in that he's yeah, probably it's, it's very much his, a confidence. Yeah, it's all in his head, man. It's all in his head. And yeah, you see yeah, some of the yeah. performances he puts in, even this year in the races, it's sensational. He can race. Like he, he on Sunday, he's amazing, but mm, mm, he doesn't yeah. get up high enough in qualifying to put pressure on the higher places. And then also he doesn't then support the other car. Whereas yeah, Mercedes yeah. are always going to have each the cars there to be a bit, you know, to they can get more race as a team. Yeah, and you well get more flexibility with strategy, whereas they can't do that with Red Bull at the moment. So, whereas if if um, Ricardo was in that car, him and Verstappen would be right up there together, and they'd probably get cumulative higher points and be able to pressure Mercedes a lot more, and maybe get more P twos and potentially P ones. But mm. Verstappen can't do it all by himself. And actually, Hamilton called out. Um, made a point to say that as well. Like he was just like, yeah, Max is doing an incredible job considering he doesn't have a sort of teammate there to support him because it makes it does make a huge difference in strategy to have the, the other car in and around you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. But, yeah, I think it, it's all confidence for him. But, but, yeah, I think Red Bull are really trying to support him. And I, I honestly feel like what they should have done straight away after the few races, even when he was under pressure this year, was just sign him for next year and just say, you know, you're safe, you're here for, and we're not going to kick yeah, you out. Pressure's off, yeah. Because he's just probably just got that in the back of his mind, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to get the, the boot any yeah. day now. So, and especially seeing how well Gasly's performing it. So it's, um, so for me, I'd have just, if I was Red Bull, knowing that his issue is not technical skill, it's in his head. I'd have just signed him straight away and gone, yeah, you're in for the next two years. Mm. We're not going to kick you out. You know, that's it. We're not going to do a mid-season change. Let's see what you got. And um, I think they would have uh, had better results that way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a very good point, I think. Mm. Yeah. So um, you've got to know when a driver's suffering. Well, when it's in their head or when it's not. I think that's what you've mm, got to Yeah, they're, they're Same with cricket. secure and, and the press is doing what the press does and yeah else. yeah i mean the press are fucking wankers most of the time they just don't they, they just <laughs> jump to the negativity rather than seeing the positivity in things you know so like they, they yeah. almost ignore albon's incredible results in the races and these incredible passing moves he's put on in the last few races like it's um i think it was it in spain or and, the, and even before that he did some incredible passes man and um Mm, mm. no one talks about it it's like come on fucking hell you've got to praise him when he does well you can't just criticise him all the time so that's right that's yeah, right speaking, yeah, speaking of which actually I, I don't know I meant to ask you whether you, I uh, I quite like watching a bit of the MotoGP racing the uh, super bikes I don't watch it enough but I should because it's always amazing yeah it's it's um, I don't know you should uh, look at the um the crashes the last couple of weeks. Oh, I've um, seen those. Yeah, they're mad. Did, did you see the the one Valentino Rossi nearly got decapitated by a flowing motorcycle? Yeah. yeah. Fuck it now. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, it was crazy. Is that when the the rider came off and then another rider just went straight into the bike and basically the bikes just disintegrated? Yeah, 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 yeah. madness. Yeah, and then there was one the other week where the guy just basically had to jump. He had no brakes, and he just literally. 200 miles an hour just had to jump off his bike because yeah. he had no brakes <laughs> and he just jumps off and slides along the thing it's just like he just gets up brushes himself off and he's like hey yeah you know that's fine it's normal i can do that yeah so, so, yeah uh, i i think that that rossi one though just to that kind of um 
obviously his awareness and then just after a a motorcycle just flies past his head and nearly kills him (laughs) just kind of rides off into the distance like yeah i suppose the adrenaline would just be pumping so much that you you probably could just just you just wouldn't take it in until after the race and you'd be like fucking hell i almost died well did you see him after in the when he pulled into the pit lane did you see rossi's kind of it it was it just hit him i think and he's just like what the fuck just happened man that was mad (laughs) Yeah, his face just said it all crazy. There's there's definitely a video on YouTube if uh, yeah, okay. if you if I'm you can find it. it. It's just like whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's yeah, high stakes, man. It's high stakes. I mean, actually, I don't know if you, speaking of that, did you see Pierre Gasly's move in Eau Rouge this weekend? Yes, he got squeezed by Perez coming up to Eau Rouge, and actually, he talks about it afterwards. He was and he he basically almost got pushed right into the wall. It was a dirty move by Perez. And Gazzy was like, now, fuck you. I ain't having that. I'm just going to pin it. And he just kept his foot down up the inside of Eau Rouge into Radion. And that for him, because his mate, one of his best friends died there last year um, in uh, Antoine Hubert. And um, so for him to do that, on top of it being the anniversary of his mate's death who died out that corner, and for him to do that, I mean, that was an incredible move. I mean, that's the move of the championship so far. I mean, insane just um, yeah right yeah you know, flat out negative g's positive you know just fucking yeah amazing amazing yeah very cool very cool and that's like weber yeah. who did that but he weber ran around the outside but he went up the inside this time but it's, it's one of those moves that people will talk about for a long time i think you know like uh uh alonso going around the, the outside of uh schumacher in uh suzuka r9 and suzuka Oh yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like yeah. a, you know, and that was in cars with with not as much downforce. That's probably the move of all moves, I think, because um, the cars had less downforce and just in that corner, just flat out, basically, just yeah, it's insane, man. That's pretty mad. It's pretty mad. That's I just insane, uh, I just yeah. sent I sent you the link for uh, the shaken doctor. <laughs> yeah, you nice. should check it out. Yeah, um, have a look. At yeah, that. yeah, I should watch more MotoGP because every race is. I mean, it's amazing. It's like it, it shows you. I guess it's mechanical grip is always going to provide better races than high aero grip because you don't, yeah, you just get better racing with things that are set up for mechanical grip rather than, yeah, aerodynamics. So you're never going to get, I don't know, that's the issue with Formula One. It's the aero that causes Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, I I did a whole thing of this the other week. It's actually, it's the tyres. If they gave them tyres that didn't, fuck up when you know under dodgy downforce kind of thing in dirty air so obviously they slide across the track more if you built mm-hmm. tires that were more durable that could handle it then people yeah, could it race seems closer to be this issue doesn't it this tire management issue of, of it goes just goes seems to i know it's kind of part of race craft which you know yeah that's fair it's a skill i mean it's a skill at the moment that's uh, why some drivers yeah. are better than others at the moment but for for a driver to then also have to even more so you know now with the tires kind of have to really drive so much more within their limits and and not be able to you know instinctively push as hard as they can when they want to yeah. then that's an that's an issue definitely yeah i th- i think they've they've done the wrong thing i mean they say oh but if you just had tyres that lasted the whole race and no pit stops or whatever, then it's going to be boring. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you just say 
<laughs> you just have to have at least two pit stops or something and you just you can do them whenever you want but the tires are just going to be consistent the whole way and then yeah have a, just have mandatory pit stops yeah just, just say you've just got to do two pit yeah. stops and how you do that is up to you i mean yeah, i don't yeah. think you wouldn't bring back refueling because then it all becomes about st- strategic stuff that way then. exactly yeah you just, just have no, just, just say you have to make a pit stop <laughs> yeah um so i don't know i mean it's difficult for pirelli because they're told one thing by the fia and then drivers don't want that and then you know now it is is all about you know that's why hamilton's so good because he understands these tires and knows how to drive them and knows how to keep them in a window and keeps some life in them and push them when mm-hmm. he needs to and and you know which you know you say you could argue that it's just you know that that's the that's the that's part of the competition, isn't it? Is is how the driver adapts to the situation he's handed to. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a skill, yeah. and I mean, it's interesting. I mean, even the Spanish Grand Prix a couple of weeks ago, everyone said, "Oh, it's boring, boring." But I I quite liked it, man. It was interesting. It was just it was like a game of chess, man. And just t- seeing what how Hamilton talked after the race, he just said he didn't even know it was the last lap. He was like in a trance basically, and he just he didn't make one mistake didn't miss one breaking point hit every apex it was just like a f- almost flawless performance and yeah. he was just in this kind of weird zone and he was just like, i don't think i've ever been in a zone like that before and it, it was really interesting to hear him talk about it um yeah he's uh, he's he's definitely next level shit isn't he? oh he's on he's another <laughs> level man like he's, everyone's like, oh it's the car it's the car it's like it ain't the fucking car because Bottas is P3 in the championship for Stappen's P2. So mm. it ain't just a fucking car. Yes, it's a good car. Um, but it has to be the whole package. It ain't all about that, you know. And um, yeah. Hamilton just, yeah, another level. Just some of his qualifying in the last few races as well. It's just been like, Bottas just can't get near him. It's like, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. But Bottas isn't great around Spa. He never, he never has been, apparently. So it's, mm. um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to Monza and uh, Mugello. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I, That's going to be good. In a weird kind of way, I'm, I'm really liking this contracted season where you get a lot more racing in short periods of time. It's, it's great, uh, yeah. It's like triple headers and and yeah, yeah. and yeah, adding just, races to the calendar that either haven't been in Formula 1 for ages or have never been in Formula 1. So you've got the Portuguese Grand Prix, which has never happened. You've got Mugello, which they've never been to, which is the, obviously the Ferrari test track. Yeah, or the Ferrari just goes to show though as well, doesn't it? That you know these. I know you can take the logistics of crowds out of the way for obvious reasons at the moment, but if, where there's a will, there's a way. You know these these circuits that have, have you know been written off the calendar because of sort of all these commercial rights problems and contracts and stuff. If they want to get shit done, it just goes to oh, show that they can. Yeah, <laughs> and I think um, since Liberty Media has taken over, yeah, it's become yeah, a lot definitely. better. Like yeah, Bernie yeah. Eccleston was a bit of a cunt about things. So um, yeah, yeah, yes, he I think certainly Liberty, held things back. Probably, well, and Liberty just signed this new Concord Agreement, which gives all the teams much more even share of the money, which I couldn't believe wasn't the case anyway. But yeah, so now. You know, the team yeah, that, that sort of thing needed to be yeah, sorted but, out. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's good. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm really enjoying the season. It's been confirmed 17 races now, so they know that. Did you also see um, in uh, Abu Dhabi? Is it Abu Dhabi? They're doing two races there. One of them is the main circuit. The second race, because it's a back-to-back weekend. The second race, they're doing the outer ring track, which have ne- it's never been raced before in F1. It's basic. It's not a full oval, but it's close. It's like three really long straights, and 
some right angled corners and one little S bend chicane sort of thing. And that's it. It's like a really basic track. And um, mm. they're theorizing that it might have three DRS zones on these big long straights. So it could be crazy, really, really interesting race. So um, that's exciting. That's going to be very exciting. So, yeah, it's just cool, man. They're just messing around this year and being a bit more. Like, this would never have happened in a normal year, like going back to Imola or, you know, going to Mugello, which is going to be super high speed. They just think it's going to be insane. Um, yeah right yeah. in a couple of weeks I don't know um, I don't know if it's Abu Dhabi what you were just talking I'm in about Dubai. Just... or Bahrain or something maybe Bahrain maybe Bahrain I think Bahrain. it could be Bahrain it's just I was just kind of tired of just looking at the Abu Dhabi sort of events thing and it doesn't there's nothing that specifically says you know this is what it's going to be Tuscan Grand Prix at Mugello and the Russian Grand Prix they're supposedly having fans for that one which everyone's a bit worried about um, Nurburgring <laughs> is back on then the Portuguese Grand Prix the Algarve International Circuit they've never raced at for some reason the United States Grand Prix is still on the calendar but they're definitely not doing that um, something else as well Emilia Romana Grand Prix Autodroma Enzo Dino Ferrari well that's yeah it's weird that Google have it all wrong <laughs> they haven't quite they haven't caught up to the schedule yet um, but I'm just trying to see. Surely the F1 Formula One, Russia, Germany. Yeah, I'm on there now. Portugal. Um, yeah. So okay, there is another one. So there's especially three Italian races this, this year, which is great. You've got Belgium, then you've got Italy. Um, you got well, you got Monza, then you've got Mugello, then Russia, Germany, Nurburgring Grand Prix circuit. That is. You've got Portugal, which looks like a really fast track as well. And then we're back in Italy into, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, Imola. And then, um, oh, yeah, they haven't actually. It's really weird. The uh, They haven't updated the uh, schedule on the, for, on the official Formula One page yet. They've only got up to 13 rounds, but... There's definitely, I think it's Bahrain where there's two races and I think yeah, it's Dubai cool. or Abu Dhabi is the other one. Um, well, they're playing it. Slow-ass mofos. Perhaps yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know why. Um, hang on. BBC might have it. It's going to be good though. I'm really, I mean, I'm really enjoying this season. It's been really good. And to be honest, I don't really miss the fans as much as I do. Um in like cricket or something yeah i know what you mean the the fans at the formula one in terms of atmosphere at, at when you're watching on tv doesn't really make much difference does it yeah um but yeah, yeah. it's definitely a very different kind of kettle of fish yeah. um there we go. yeah the bbc yeah. have got their shit sorted out so uh you've got imola on the 31st of october that's gonna be interesting um, and then you know, Brazil Grand Prix thing. So, oh yeah, Istanbul, Turkey's back. Um, and I seem to remember oh, Hamilton oh. being really good at that track because it's like basically like a go kart circuit almost. And that's got that infamous. It's like four corners into one. It's almost like a big semicircle, but it's broken up into four corners. It's like one continuous corner. So in these cars, that's going to be insane. Uh, so that's going to be great. And then Bahrain on the twenty seventh of November. Um, which is this full circuit, and then December we've got um, 
Sakir. Sakir, which is also in Bahrain, which is the outer circuit in Bahrain. So, um, so it's one of those complexes where there's multiple ways to go around the circuit. So it's got the main circuit, a smaller one, and then this outer circuit, um, which they've never raced before. So that's the Sakir one. And then you've got obviously Abu Dhabi, which is the last one at Yas Marina. So, which is always the final one of the season. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting. And then now yeah. they, they, they don't know whether Melbourne will be open enough for the Formula One season next season. So, uh, well, Adelaide. <laughs> judging by current race, yeah, it's a good question. Hopefully, they should go Philip Island, man. I know uh, South Australia are like, oh, we've got a circuit. <laughs> but I'd want to see it at um, Bathurst or um, Port Stephen. Port Stephens, is it? No, um, Philip Island. Philip Island, yeah, yeah, Philip Island. Philip Island would be really cool. Yeah, um, that would be an awesome place to do it. Yeah, I think that'd yeah. be awesome. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that or Bathurst, but there's probably too many bogans up there with coronavirus, so you might not want to go up. There. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how well it would suit a Formula One car. Uh, Jensen Button took one round there a few years back, got the lap record in it. Um, do. So okay. I don't know what he said about um, how it was to drive. Maybe I think it'd be all right. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that they have taken a Formula One car yeah, around was, there in, in was, some form. It kind of coincided with a Bathurst or a, or the Melbourne Grand Prix from a few years back, and they did a special event there, and they took an F the McLaren up there, and so he, he holds the lap record around um, Bathurst. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. So I just uh, put, I just typed in Jensen Button into YouTube and it came up with Bathurst Lap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm, you're not listening, really, are you? Yeah, they heard us talking. Um, yeah, via so that's cool. Via Facebook. I don't know what year that was, but it would have been I don't know, 2010 or something. Maybe. Um, yeah, it looks like well, 2010, 11, um, maybe. This um, after 2009, obviously when he was born. Because um, he was definitely with McLaren, so yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely a McLaren car. Yeah. So um, yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Anyway, we've, we've probably waffled enough, Dave. We've, it's fucking ten o'clock, man. How long have we been chatting for? <laughs> um, Twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, not too I was bad. Just thinking the same yeah, thing. Twenty minutes. It's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that was good. I hope we didn't bore everyone with our well, with my fucking geeky chat. But I think we had some interesting sporty stuff there. I think that was good. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know. I think it, we, I, I feel a bit rusty, to be honest. It kind of took a while to warm up. Yeah, and, yeah I think uh, we warmed up. We were a bit, uh, find yeah. a groove, but you know, that's fine. That's I fine. I think we found the groove suitably. So. Yeah, hopefully, people didn't switch off before we found our groove. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the sound is good. I think where you've got the mic and everything now, it's, um, sounding a lot better. I think so. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's Rem- cool. Remember um, the I've distance. Enjoyed the standing desk experience. Now. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I could theoretically, I could sit or stand actually with my current setup. So it's um, yeah, it's quite good. But I'm in my Doctor Evil new chair, so I'm quite enjoying that. Ah, uh, yes, so. one million rupees. Yeah, it's quite nice, and it's got this like tilt function, so you can lock it out when I'm working. But when I want to just chill, I just flick it, flick the thing, and it's got like that nice rock back rocking chair tilt thing going on, so I can. Um, I don't know, chill at a, a more reclined angle. So, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. Very nice, very nice. Yes, well, man. yes, I um, yeah, it's uh, it's getting getting a little later in the evening. So uh, I reckon 
Yeah, I think I've still got to wash up. I've, I left it. I'd very, tell you what, I had leftover roast chicken. I just had like half a chicken left. I put it in the oven in my Pyrex thing, covered it up, heated it up. Then I did like a soy sauce and sweet soy sauce mix and just drizzled it over the top and let that, like took the lid off and then just let that crispen up a bit. And then I just served it with some rice, some broccolini and um, some fresh chopped cucumber. It was really nice, like Asian style soy sauce chicken. It all just left yeah. us. I made something reasonably similar, except it was just more of a roast chicken dinner. But I'll tell oh, you yeah. what, I used the Pyrex dish with the lid on it, mm. and I put a load of chicken stock in the bottom there with some chicken legs and nice. uh, some very spicy, very spicy sausage from the butchers. Oh yes, your spicy sausage. My, my spicy sausage, and uh, just let that kind of slow cook in there for a couple of hours um, but the whole pyrex dish thing is is definitely a winner oh yeah it's great mate yeah and it, and it's still i mean i, I obviously i i do the cast iron pan thing normally and so you get yeah, a really yeah. good radiant heat from it so you still get a nice crisp on the on the skin if you want it that's all down yeah, to the yeah. that's all down to the temperature you do it i've been i've been changing my chicken cooking theory recently so i've been doing super hot 220 degrees for, for about 40 minutes or 30 minutes and then I turn it right down to like 140 and just give yeah. it an hour and a okay. bit, hour and a half, yeah. hour and 20. Oh, okay. And it comes yeah. out. It's a bit of a quicker way to do it if you don't want to do the slow cook. And it still comes out really nice. And um, yeah. yeah, so if I'm in a rush, I do it that way. And it yeah, works quite definitely. Well, so. It seems like having a lid on something certainly helps with the uh, with keeping it. Well, very yeah, because I, I get a, you get a, a natural stock coming out of the chicken that way yeah you get, yeah, you get about yeah. an inch in the bottom of the pan of so i just drizzle that when when i did my soy sauce rice thing i just Ooh. literally yeah there was a load of that left in the i just transferred everything into the pyrex dish stuck it in the fridge and then whacked it in the oven and then just all that stock remelts and you just drizzle that through the rice and oh mate it was fucking good so simple but fucking tasty mate there's a guy yeah. in singapore who does a chicken like that it's basically a soy sauce roast chicken and all it is it's roast chicken like that rice and some steamed greens and he's got a michelin star just doing that it's so good apparently he just nails it in perfectly crispy skin perfectly oh, yeah. well there, there is um the hawker chan in melbourne and uh, i think he's got a few dotted around now but uh, that's a michelin star i think or something like something chicken. like that anyway very yeah, just just like Singapore chicken rice is yeah, like yeah, a yeah. famous okay. dish. Isn't it's it? probably it's that. Really it's probably that yeah. dude. I imagine, but it, it, it yeah. started in Singapore yeah. and you got the Michelin star just yeah, in a, yeah, just yeah. In a yeah. Yeah. food market, like a food hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, nice man. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, well, we better stop because we're going to just keep talking about food now. So yeah, I'm um, really. Yeah, that's not good. God. Anyway. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cheers for coming on and. Dave, we'll do it again soon, definitely. That, that was good fun. And cheers, everyone, for tuning in. I don't know if people are still listening, to be honest with you. They might have got bored with my constant Formula One episodes and nothing else. So I don't know if I've <laughs> still got anyone listening. But hopefully we've got some people listening that are enjoying it. So um, we'll be back yeah. with some more random chat. I quite like today. We just sort of covered all the bases a bit. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, good good random chat, like a random chat. So we'll, That's good. Yeah, let's do that again soon, maybe after the weekend and uh, Monza Grand Prix and there's uh, obviously there'll be a bit two cricket games to comment on as well the first two T20s will be Friday and Sunday I believe so absolutely absolutely yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay nice. sounds good sounds good well um, yeah thanks for having me on the show once again yeah no worries mate 
Um, cheers, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.